What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Welcome everybody and good morning. Um, this is episode 11 of What the Funk, your low-tax living beginners course. So we're going to just cover a couple things from episode 10, talking about what are things that are realistic to switch out, what maybe are things that you want to keep in, and, and how important your budget for making the switches, not just for the initial investment, but also the upkeep of a low tox lifestyle. So um, let's just go ahead and go back to the basics. So when we talked in episode 10, I was telling you to just take a moment and think about what are really the areas that are going to have the biggest impact up front on your family, on your personal life, on your own home life with making a low tox lifestyle switch. And also just take a moment to evaluate and remember that your low-tox lifestyle and choices are only as good as the rest of your lifestyle is in place. So making sure that your nutrition choices are supportive of your health, that your um, sleep behaviors are supportive of your health, that your stress management behaviors are supportive of your health. And wow, we're really just diving right in today, aren't we? Because all of that will have a bigger impact likely than switching out your low toxin ingredients. I'm just going to call it, say it for what it is, right? It's likely going to have a bigger impact than changing out, um, you know, different cleaning products or personal care products for things that contain fewer or no endocrine disruptors. So, um, just thinking about is your lifestyle in check and what makes sense. The biggest area that I recommend people start with is switching out like your household cleaners, detergents, soaps, things like that, because that has the biggest impact household wide usually. Um, and that's gonna be usually the thing that you're gonna be purchasing the most consistency consistently, right? Makeup, personal care products, we don't buy those as continuously because they maybe last a little bit longer just by the nature of the product. But, you know, you're going to be buying hand soap, you're going to be buying detergent, you're going to be buying, you know, bathroom cleaner, all that stuff on a fairly regular basis. Um, and if you do even use like a house cleaning service, sometimes if you provide those um, products for them, they will use the products that you provide for them. So even if you're not the one cleaning your house, and I say this because I do have a lot of friends who have somebody coming in clean every other week because they're busy. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really should start doing this too. Um, but that can be something. So just because you use a cleaning service doesn't mean that you have to be using their products. If they don't use products that you necessarily want them to be using, you can provide your own. So um, I like to start with the Think Dirty app. Um, this is one of my favorite resources for getting a really good idea of what are the actual ingredients within my products. Now on the last episode, I mentioned just make sure you actually look at what the ingredients that it's that it's flagging as a red, like a yellow or red or bad, quote unquote, bad ingredient, because sometimes that product doesn't necessarily make sense. Like there's a you know, a couple things that I use from seventh generation. And just because they're labeled generally as a fragrance, 
it's not like a synthetic fragrance, it's a plant-derived fragrance. So it's not an endocrine disruptor. So, but because it's labeled as a fragrance, then the app still flags it as questionable. So just make sure you're doing your research that you know the brands that you're using and that you're not just taking it for face value, right? We always wanna just filter everything through. Let me just look into this a little bit more. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk about the different categories that you're gonna start with. So I like to just take an inventory of the different categories to start with. So we're gonna start with um, you know, household items, like I said. So in household items, some big hitters that you might wanna consider switching out are gonna be like your laundry soap, your dish soap, your um, dishwasher detergent, your um, bathroom cleaners, your floor cleaners, your glass cleaners, right? All of those things that you're using, your um, like if you use Clorox wipes, maybe getting alternative to like Clorox wipes. So think about what are the things that you use on a consistent basis and what are you gonna wanna switch out? I know for me, like I religiously wipe down like my bathroom, one, because I just make a mess. I have, you know, makeup and hair and I take baths and I use like bath bombs and so I have to wipe down the tub on a regular basis. So for me, switching out my bathroom cleaner was one of the first things that I did. Um, and I switched over to a brand. I kind of go back and forth between a brand called Method and then um, Seventh Generation. Seventh Generation is a little bit better than Method, but I really like the effectiveness of the Method products um, a little bit better. And they're not like as quote unquote clean as, um, you know, Seventh Generation might be or even another brand, but they meet enough marks for me that I felt more comfortable using them than like going through and just getting the, the stuff that's gonna be down like the Walmart or Target cleaning aisle, right? It's got a way less junk in it, way less disruptive um, ingredients within those products specifically. And that's what I just chose to switch to. And you know, you're like, well, Elena, why wouldn't you use a product that's 100% that, that, that's you know, completely okay? And and this is where you have to marry the effectiveness of the product with the benefits of the product, right? You're not going to want to use a product that doesn't work. <laughs> and also you have to be mindful too of the surfaces that you're cleaning, right? We have granite countertops. And so not every cleaning product, especially natural cleaning products that can be very acidic sometimes are going to be safe for the surfaces that we're cleaning. So again, we're not saying like, oh, you have to overhaul everything and, and, and don't ever touch anything again that might have something in it that's not quote unquote safe. Just how can we reduce our load on our body? And I'm not gonna lie to you guys and tell you that every single thing in my household is low tox. I would say the majority of products that I use, I look through and I, and I weigh the benefits and the risks and am I willing to find an alternative to this specific product? And sometimes you're not and, and that's okay. But can you switch somewhere else, right? And so that's really what we're doing. We're taking a very realistic sort of pragmatic approach to reducing the toxic load on our bodies. So, but household cleaners are a great way to start. Um, also a laundry soap. Um, I love getting um, laundry soap from grove.co. That's where I prefer to get my laundry soap. Um, they've got a ton of great, more, safe products on their website um, and I actually get a refill. So, um, you know, part of the, one of the perks of sometimes switching over to a more low tox lifestyle is a lot of these brands and products are a little bit more environmentally friendly. So like our laundry soap and our hand soap, 
I purchase like a refill and then I have a glass container that I purchased on Amazon that I refill the containers and same with our hand soap. We have refillable hand soap containers in every single at every single sink in our house. And it was a bit of an investment up front, right? Like getting a glass container, but also we've saved a lot of money over the last couple of years since we made that switch because we're not constantly buying and throwing away an entire bottle of soap. And what we do is we buy like a concentrate. So we'll take the soap concentrate, pour it into the container, add a little bit of water. And like, we only buy like two or three soap refills a year, um, you know, and the, the, the jugs are, you know, it comes in like a bag that's a, um, re it's a recycled plastic, um, like pouch type of situation. Um, and so, which is again, also good for the environment. And we really only use like two or three of these a year because the concentrate plus the water, it, it just makes a really good soap. And we're using something that's one, it's unscented, it's fragrance free. It, it so it doesn't bother. Like my boyfriend has really bad allergies, so we can't use a lot of stuff that has very strong scents to it. So like, again, a lot of regular household cleaners have, you know, respiratory, um, agitators is, is what I'm going to call them. They, they will impact people if they have respiratory issues. Um, so we, a lot of the stuff that we use is very low fragrance or fragrance free. Um, and so we have hand soap that doesn't bother anybody. Um, and it's like, I think it's, oh gosh, let me look up. I'm going to look it up right now. You guys, I'm at my computer recording. I'm going to just look up the, um, cost of one of these little things. I like grove.co. It is a membership based, um, site, but we get some of our things like sent to us every like four to six months. Um, and so I don't have to think about it. So I get, um, we get, okay. So we get a dish soap refill and I'm going to look up my, I use the care and renew liquid laundry detergent and foaming hand soap concentrate. So we get like two or three refills of the hand soap concentrate. It's a 12 ounce bottle. And actually they send it now in, in aluminum. I forgot they changed this just in the last shipment that we got. It's an aluminum recyclable bottle now. So, um, you know, it's a 12 ounce bottle and that will last us for an entire like four to six months across all of our stuff. Um, and everything in there, all of the fragrances from, you know, essential oils, but when we get as free and clear, it's, it's fragrance free. Um, and then the, um, care and renew laundry detergent, um, is really nice. Again, it's got, um, all of, <laughs> it's got plant derived ingredients to be able to clean is the majority of the cleaners within there. And all of the fragrances are olive or olive oil, essential oil fragrances. And that one is not a concentrate, but I just refill it. The pouch itself does about 33 loads. Um, and I mean, I haven't, I've had mine for like a couple months now and I haven't had to refill it yet. I'm still only through half the bottle because we don't use like a ton, like an entire, I use just like a little bit of detergent because you don't usually need to use like as much detergent as like what your um, dishwasher or your dishwasher, your um, washing machine will have you fill up with. So we do pretty small loads of laundry. So I use a little less detergent. Um, and, or if we do consolidate, we try to consolidate our loads, you know, so that's really a way to just save. And that it's a 24 fluid ounce. It's 1199. So a little more expensive than like maybe another brand that you're going to get at the store for like a big jug, but this is a little bit safer. And you have to think about your skin is the biggest organ on your body. And you're going to be absorbing any kind of chemicals or residues left behind in from your clothes after you wash them into your skin. Now, same for using like a, um, uh, 
dryer sheets. Dryer sheets are full of chemicals and film that it leaves behind, not, which is not just bad for your dryer, but it's also, again, it's going to get on your skin. So we actually use wool balls, wool dryer balls. We take a little safety pin, stick it at a couple of the balls to help with static, and we put wool dryer balls in our dryer loads to um, help with drying instead of using a um, typical dryer sheet. And so all of those are like small changes. They're pretty easy to make but they have had an impact on reducing like the toxic load from some of the products that we would typically be using. Um, the other thing that we like to use is we get the dish soap from grove.co, which is, um, I like it. It's got a, it's like a lemon and eucalyptus. It works just as good as Dawn dish soap, you guys. And it, again, it comes in like a refillable, like we have a little pump in our sink. So it comes in an, an, an aluminum um, container and they do have a reusable dish soap bottle to refill it, but we just dump ours in our little pump. And again, this is stuff that is majority of plant-based um, cleaners. It doesn't contain parabens, phthalates, sulfates, or any kind of synthetic fragrances. And these are just things that like I've set up on this website to just like deliver to us every like four to six months. Um, I can push, if we're not out of anything, I can push the shipment back. It always sends me an email like the week of, and that's how I just prefer to maintain some of this. So, um, you know, those are some of the products that I like to switch to as far as your household items. So that's one big area that you can use. Okay, and the other area is actually gonna be your daily use like kitchen items. <laughs> so like Tupperware, especially if you're reheating food, are you using a plastic Tupperware or using glass? If you're gonna be reheating things on a regular basis, I'd really honestly recommend glass because even though plastic says it might be BPA free, it doesn't mean that it's not releasing toxins when it's heated up. Now, th the same kind of goes for like, there's a water bottle argument to use BPA free plastic or do you need to get stainless steel? Frankly, I think it's just a lot of preference. I'm not typically heating up my water bottles, right? I'm definitely not leaving them in the car, especially in Arizona in the summer where it gets super hot. But like a stainless steel water bottle or even like a stainless steel reusable coffee mug, that's definitely gonna still be preferable long-term over a plastic one. But like, I still use a plastic shaker bottle, guys. Like I'm, like those are just easy, they're convenient, they work really well, they meet my needs. So I use a kind of a combination of you know, some BPA-free plastics as well as stainless steel. Um, you know, stainless steel is my preference, but I'm also not going to go and throw it all my shaker bottles. I mean, I think about like a stainless steel shaker bottle one. I've never even looked for one. I don't know if one exists. I'm sure there is. If I look it up online right now, let's see what we find out. Shaker bottle. Oh, they do exist. Okay. Stainless steel shaker bottles. They do exist, you guys. Okay. And Amazon's got, of course they do everything exists nowadays, right? So, I mean, you could make that switch if you want to. Hey, maybe I will now that I know once my shaker bottles start to, you know, eventually you got to throw them away, right? Especially if you accidentally leave one in the car or like the protein trapped in it. Well, um, but you know, are you using stainless steel versus plastic and same with like baggies. So like you can even get baggies that are like food grade silicone versus like the regular plastic baggies. And one thing that's, again, an added benefit of that is that you can just wash and reuse them instead of throwing them out. So you're not constantly buying baggies, which is one better for the environment and over time definitely better than um, using, uh, you know, better for your budget than having to always buy baggies. Um, one thing that's really interesting that I actually just am trying to get into myself is switching my cookware over to ceramic. Now, um, 
my boyfriend loves the Calphalon like cookware and it's it does work really well, but it's got a nonstick coating and that nonstick coating is actually pretty harmful. Um, it's got something called PTFE <laughs> and um, you know, it's also known as Teflon. The actual word for it, I'm going to try to pronounce it polytetrafluoroethylene, um, also known as Teflon is, and I got this from the internet, so if it sounds like I'm reading it from the internet, it's because I totally did. It's a common coating for nonstick cookware sets, which is great for preventing food from sticking during cooking, but there has been evidence suggesting that material may be hazardous to your health. Um, Teflon cookware overall has dropped in popularity because there have been some studies. I can't quote the studies right now, but I definitely can look them up if you want to DM me. Um, I can help you find some studies and information on it. Um, and because of when it gets heated, it starts to release those harmful chemicals. Um, and so that's just something to consider. Um, it says, it says the internet says, now I always say take a grain of salt, look this up for yourself, do your own research. Um, studies have been linked to things like thyroid disorders, kidney disease, testicular cancer, infertility, stuff like that. So I've actually been researching getting into ceramic cookware and trying to convince my boyfriend to let me buy ceramic cookware. Um, he's like, oh, everything's gonna kill you. I'm like, yes, I know, but like, can we please switch this out? So I actually am gonna get, um, there's a brand called Caraway and it is a bit of an investment. It's like $400 for like a set of cookware, which is more than I've ever spent on cookware before. But if it's really good, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to buy just a single pan and try that because I really mostly use like just a small cooking pan for like cooking for myself or reheating food um, usually. So I'm going to try that out. Just buy a pan, see how it goes, test it out during the return window. And if it, if it's a go, then I'm going to go ahead and just bite the bullet and purchase the rest of the set. And we're going to get rid of our Calphalon stuff. Um, and so that's just what we're going to do instead. So <laughs> I want to make that switch myself. I'll definitely review it on my Instagram and stuff like that when I do test it out just so you guys know. Um, but that seems to be, the Caraway brand seems to be the best brand for ceramic cookware that I've been able to find. Because we have tried ceramic cookware before and it wasn't a good quality, but it was also like a bargain deal that we got at like Bed Bath & Beyond or Kohl's or something like that. So it wasn't really a well-known, really super good brand. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, your household items. Um, also keeping in mind that, you know, like I said, um, keeping in... Uh, I always recommend taking the top off your Starbucks cup if you're getting Starbucks or bringing a non-stick um, or non-stick, a stainless steel container with you because um, even though the lids, again, are BPA-free, they are made with PP5 or it's polypropylene, which will leach chemicals <laughs> in there um, into your body when it's heated up. And if you're getting a hot Starbucks drink, well, you're heating up that lid as you're drinking through it. So... Anyway, moving on to the next area, we're going to start talking about personal care. Now, this is one that I've really been posting the most about because this has been a shift that I've been making, right? I've like pretty much moved around like all my household cleaners. And so now I'm like, all right, let me start to move around my personal care, my makeup, my body wash, lotions, feminine products, skincare, stuff like that. Now, um, um, one of the things to be aware of is that I actually tried to do this before. Um, and I stopped and I said, whatever, it's fine because almost every single personal care product that I found that 
was like a non-toxic option really kind of sucked. And I was like, I'm not going to spend my money on something that like doesn't actually work well or that I actually enjoy using. Like to me, getting the value of it was more important than getting the non-toxicity because I'm like, these products are one, they're already more expensive, but they're also not working. Like, why am I going to keep spending my money on it? Well, now there's been sort of a big shift, I think, within the cosmetics industry and a lot of the products that we're using now and a lot of the mainstream brands that you can even find at like Sephora and Ulta are actually pretty good quality-wise and effectiveness-wise when we talk about the quality of ingredients and the effectiveness. So this is what I've been sharing most recently on my journey, if you're following me on Instagram or even on TikTok. Um, so we're talking, you know, um, makeup, body wash, et cetera. Now, I did just post on my um, Instagram about the process that I go through when I um, go to switch out a cosmetic is I like to use um, the labels Clean by Sephora or even Conscious Beauty from Ulta because, it, you know, both of those labels, if you do shop at either of those stores, they take a lot of the guesswork out of choosing hormone-friendly beauty and personal care products, okay? Um, but what I recommend doing is swapping out your skincare first, right? You're going to focus on your foundational items first, like your eyeshadows, things like that that you don't maybe wear every day. Those can kind of come last. And even those like I use like Anastasia eyeshadow palette, but I wear eyeshadow like a couple times a month. So for me, it's like, does it matter? Not really. Um, but I like to make sure that the skincare that I'm using is good. So I do use, I'm going to just fully disclosure here. I go get a facial every single month. There's a, there's a spa here in Arizona called Zona Med Spa and they're up in Scottsdale. And I've been a customer there or a client there getting monthly facials for the last three years. Now, part of the reason why I started going there was because um, I had some pretty horrific post-birth control syndrome a few years ago and dealt with a really intense bout of hormonal acne, like very like painful cystic acne. Like if I showed you the pictures, I've shared them every now and then like on my Instagram story because my skin now versus my skin then is like night and day. I actually still do have some scarring from that and I'm going to be starting some treatment for that this fall um, to help reduce some of the discoloration and the scars that are still left over from that cystic acne. But my skincare was a huge piece of what I wanted to switch over. And, and as I've been a client there and as I've gotten older, I'm 31 now, I started, you know, really taking care of my skin. I think I always kind of took care of my skin. Like I always made sure I wore SPF, but I really didn't pay much attention until I started getting professional services for my skin is I do use a lot of medical grade and high-end skincare. Full, full disclosure, I have built it into my budget to be that way, into my monthly expenses, because it's something that I value. Um, you know, if you see me on my stories and you see that my lashes are done and that my nails are done, y'all, I wear fake lashes and press-ons. Like, so like all the money that I would be otherwise maybe spending on my lashes and my nails, I'm literally putting it into my skincare. So do not think that I'm like extra bougie like that. I just literally buy like the Olive and June nail press-on sets or like, you know, Twinkled Tea like press-on sets or, you know, Red Aspen. And I wear those and I use Lilac Straight Lashes and that's how I get away with having my nails and my lashes done all the time and still affording the medical grade skincare. So it's about priorities, right? It's about priorities. So, but some of the brands that I use um, are going to be like Revision Skincare, SkinCeuticals, um, as well as Elastin Skincare is a recent product that I started using because I needed to switch around a couple of my moisturizers and my SPF. Um, but SPF 
specifically, you know, when you're talking about like an SPF product, you there's a couple of ingredients, um, benzophenone and then 4-methylbenzylidine, if I said that correctly, camphor. So those are two ingredients that are typically found in sunscreen that are considered estrogenics. Um, but this is where using the Clean by Support and Conscious Beauty at Ulta labels really come in handy because if you want to find an SPF that's free of those hormone disruptors, you can look that up. You can also use the Think Dirty app to find products. But when we talk about switching our personal care products when it comes to our skincare, your moisturizer, your SPF, your cleansers, those should be really the big three that you're actually switching out first, right? Your makeup can come later a little bit, but get your skincare managed first. So like, again, I didn't find the brands that I use via that Sephora app um, or the Ulta app, but I did get it from my esthetician and I did look up the brands themselves online to see and make sure that they were free of a lot of those big hitters within personal care products like parabens, like phthalates, um, um, that are going to be potentially harmful to me because I'm using them on a daily basis. Um, and so I know that like the base, like the base products that I'm using, my, my cornerstone products for my skincare, those are going to be okay for me to use. Okay. Now, um, with cosmetics, which is the next one. Um, and now again, Sephora and Ulta have some really great skincare brands that are going to be able to meet those same needs that maybe aren't on as high of the end investment wise, because if you do look up revision skincare or skinceuticals, Revision is actually pretty okay. SkinCeuticals is where things get a little bit pricey. Um, I have a couple of serums that I use that I, are liquid gold in my opinion, but they are a bit of an investment and I'm not gonna lie about that. There are really good um, you know, lower spend alternatives that you can find at Ulta and at Sephora using those filters for shopping. So now when it comes to cosmetics, again, the biggest complaint that people have is they just don't fucking work. Um, now, thankfully, again, there are better products. One thing I'm gonna start doing is I'm actually gonna be doing, um, hopefully moving into this next quarter, but might be starting in January, a like quarterly, like here are my favorite products right now and like beauty or self-care, personal care, blah, blah, blah that are um, hormone health friendly. And this is where you can find them because I think that when we take on this low tox living lifestyle, it can be very daunting. And that's why I'm trying to take a very pragmatic approach to the recommendations that I'm giving. Interrupting the podcast for just a second. I know you're feeling foggy, groggy, and bloated, totally not yourself. Wondering how the heck to get back to feeling like you did two, five, or 10 years ago. Maybe you've got gut issues, you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune or chronic illness, but you still wanna be strong and be able to move your body in a way that empowers you and lets you be there for life experiences to their fullest. Add in a dash of diet culture shame and feeling like less food and more movement is the answer, and you've now got a recipe for disaster that has left you feeling miserable and frustrated and ready to call it quits on all efforts to make a change. Enter stage right, VIP coaching. VIP coaching is my one-on-one -on -one coaching container where we take all of your foggy, groggy woes, dive deep into your daily routines and lifestyle and use food and movement to cultivate a holistic approach to getting your quality of life back to where it needs to be. This is the Dump Your Diet Method. Eat better, move smarter, and feel amazing. It's time to leave behind your search engine overwhelm and trendy fad diets that don't give you a roadmap for what to do when it's over. It's time to dump your diet so you can feel vibrant, energized, and healthy every single day of your life. Learn more in the show notes. This one decision could totally change your life. 
Um, you know, so my favorite brands, um, Ilia is a great brand. Um, I've got their um, super serum skin tint that I absolutely love. I've got some blush, some powder highlighter, powder bronzer from them that I love. Tower 28 Beauty is great. Um, even Iconic London, one of my favorite products is the Radiance Booster from Iconic London. And I love using that either by itself um, or underneath my foundation just to give a little extra glow, a little extra coverage. Um, and so again, these are products that I'm literally just searching for alternatives as I have another product. Like I just swapped out a couple of my MAC powders, which contain a couple of endocrine disruptors and carcinogens, like talc being one of those ingredients, which um, if you guys like have, if you recall, like there was like a big like lawsuit about like talc and baby powder and it's linked to ovarian cancer. And granted, putting it on your face is not going to have the same impact as like putting it on your vagina, but it's just one of those things that's like, we know this does X, Y, Z. Why are we going to use a product that contains it? I, I don't know. For me, I'm like, I can just find something else. That's, that's going to be a better option. So I just switched out a couple of my products from MAC for products from Ilia, um, which are powder products. And my when, the, when I tell you these things are pigmented, like you really need a very light hand when getting it on your brush because it will, it will go places. It will go places. Um, but they are, they do work really well and they were really well for me. Um, so now the, another big area that we're going to talk about for personal care is feminine products. <laughs> okay. Like yeah, tampons, pads, when you're on your period, what are you using? So typical, a lot of like mainstream typical brands will contain bleach and fragrances. Um, and, uh, in addition to packaging that is likely not the most environmentally friendly, which isn't the point of going low tox, but it's certainly, um, a nice benefit to a lot of products that do have more hormone friendly ingredients in them. So some alternatives to your mainstream menstrual products. And I fully understand that this is kind of, some of these are going to be a big leap for people. They were for me. This is the first thing I'm going to talk about is menstrual cups. So most of these are going to be plastic free medical grade silicone, right? Research your products, take your time. I personally use diva cup. Um, and with good care, they're not only more affordable, right? You can make, if you take care of your, your menstrual cup, it'll last you, you know, two to five years. Um, and it's like maybe a $40 investment once every two to five years, instead of spending 20 to $30 monthly, um, on tampons, pads, et cetera. So, um, the other thing, the other benefit that people see that I like to point out to people when I'm like talking about them, they're asking me about what are alternatives is using a menstrual cup can actually reduce cramps since you don't have like a tampon potentially poking into your cervix. Again, this is very dependent on the individual, but for me using menstrual cup helped a lot of my cervical pain with my endometriosis during my cycle. Um, because that's one thing that I really struggle with, um, with cycle discomfort with my endometriosis. My cervix is always just so painful. Um, so much discomfort there and tampons make it 10 times worse. Um, there's also unbleached and fragrance free tampons. If you're not ready to jump into the menstrual cup side things. So tampons, liners, and pads, if you just simply Google non-toxic feminine care, there's so many things that come up. Um, and another thing that's also an option is there are reusable pads, period panties, menstrual discs. Okay. These are all great alternatives. If you're looking for just some more health friendly, friendly and environmentally friendly, as well as budget friendly over the long term option for managing your menstrual health, right? The, your, your, so that's just a really cool thing to do. So this is what I would recommend to you. I'm going to go over this process again is start to look at the products that you're using in your home and identify what area you want to switch first and start swapping out as you finish things one to two products at a time. 
you definitely can go the route of like tossing everything out and just doing an overhaul if you have the bandwidth to do that but you don't have to. You can start changing things one thing at a time. That's what we did. We really went like, okay, let's change the cleaner. Okay, let's change the hand soap. Okay, let's change the dish soap. All right, let's change the laundry soap. We sort of took things, you know, step by step, even with skincare. Okay, let me switch my skincare. Let me start to switch my makeup like one at a time with products that I would prefer to be using. So that is your how-to. Just kind of go one step at a time, look for alternatives, and then swap them in when it's time. Um, Making sure that the swaps that you're making fit your budget, right? This is why, again, I kind of recommend like going with like your biggest hitters first, your life's, your home products, because that's going to be the most consistent purchase. Um, And especially, like I said, even with like your kitchen items, um, swapping out your Tupperware maybe don't buy everything at once, maybe buy like a small case of like glass Tupperware. And then the next time you go into the store, buy a stainless steel reusable water bottle, right? Start making these small changes, but don't do them all at once. So that is how you can start to start making that. (laughs) That is how you can start to start. That was really great, guys. That is how you can start making the switch into a low-tox lifestyle that will be supportive of all of the extra things that you are doing for your health with your food, nutrition, movement, and mindset work. So thank you guys so much, and I'll see you on the next one. So much for tuning into the What the Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review, and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support, and I will see you next time. Thank you.